Hey, Patreon people, we are back with the third and final installment of the Caroline Calloway saga, just for you guys. Um, since this was not really planned to be a two-parter, we're kind of going to start in media res, as they say, right where uh, section two, the free episode you just heard, left off. So uh, to catch you up to speed, Caroline has just written a very manipulative email to her followers uh, asking for people who attended her seminar to PayPal her back the money that she had already refunded them. So here we go. Enjoy and don't get caught. She sends that like really passive aggressive email. She says she's going to tour later in the year. Um, She like it. It's. She does like a few more events, but it doesn't really come together. And uh, obviously, and uh, Caroline then goes on to blame um, Kaylee Donaldson, the woman who did the thread about her that went viral uh, for it not working out. You know, that it was it was because all these people didn't believe in her and were talking her down. You know, it's 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 crazy. As soon as the the legitimate details about my my activities leaked to the public, they lost faith in me. And I don't think that's fair. You know Exactly. So she and this is something that like that happens again sort of throughout this year is she when she gets mad at somebody, uh, generally a journalist, generally a female journalist for, you know, being quote unquote mean to her or whatever. She gets incredibly petty, um, incredibly fast. So she this this woman, her name is Kaylee Donaldson. Caroline makes T-shirts that say stop hate following me, Kaylee, which is like. (laughs) The whitest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ever uttered. Yeah, <laughs> she puts these on T-shirts on Threadless. So again, she's not doing any work. She's just like putting a T-shirt on Threadless, and then you get paid if people buy it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not even investing money into the like into like merch. She's yeah, it's right. Yeah, so, it, it, uh, so Kaylee sees this and then reports it to Threadless because it's like, yeah, this is like harassment. Like you can't. Yeah. You can't do this. Um, so Threadless pulled the shirts down and then Caroline, of course, took credit for it and acted like she was such a big person for, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, like I, this is again, part of being a good human or whatever she fucking says. Like she, she takes credit for it. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, <laughs> yeah. All that, that train's never late, man. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> this is, that's kind of the end of the, like creativity workshop scam, which is the thing that people knew her for before her most recent kind of thing. Um, So that's when I found out about her. We talked about her on um, what a time to be alive. My other podcast, she was a number uh, during the, that like weekend that um, the influencer workshops were happening. We talked about her a little bit on the show and uh, I sort of started following her then. Um, she was pretty boring for a while. Like she didn't really do that much the rest of the year. She, she sort of, so she's like, she lives in the West village. She goes to Pilates and spin and talks about healing from the trauma of being called out. You know, she, <laughs> she talks about this, like it's such a, a tragic, um, traumatic event for her. Um, one thing, again, I want to point out that I think is really interesting is when she talks about all of this happening, she always says the way she always explains it is she says that she was going viral as a scam which i think is very interesting because saying i went viral as a scam does not 
put like that. First of all, it's grammatically weird. Like you're a scam. Like what's the yeah, scam? Yeah, yeah, or or, or 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 the virality itself was a scam. Right. Like or like it, does, it, it, the, it doesn't put the onus on her. It, like exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's not even. I mean, and and so it's like a going viral is a scam. Okay, so the implication is that. The viral story was that it was a scam, but you didn't scam anybody and there was no scam. Yeah. As Even as opposed to going viral as a scammer, which would yeah, make yeah. more sense, it, but would be about her scamming people. You know, like I think there's like a very pointed reason she doesn't say going viral as a scammer. Yeah, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, it's uh, that's 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 measured. She knew what she was saying. Like, yeah, like I, I, it's to deflect responsibility. And even going viral as a scammer would reflect res deflect responsibility because it's still just about the story and not about what actually happened. But it yeah. would at least position her as an individual in that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says nothing. It, it leaves her out of it completely. Yeah, it's. I just think that's so interesting. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah. she always says that going viral as a scam. Um, so she talks about, you know, how horrible this is. She starts going to therapy. She gets on meds. So I'm like, okay, this person is like maybe handling their stuff, yeah. but like still seems pretty to deflect responsibility, but like, whatever I'm, I'm as like a, a, you know, rubbernecker, I'm not super interested, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but she starts sort of popping up on my radar again at the beginning of the summer in like June. Uh, so like six months after all of this stuff happens, um, so she's always positioned herself as a writer. Um, yeah. But her new thing uh, on her Instagram stories is that she is now a visual artist. Um, so her degree from Cambridge is in art history, and she likes to call herself an art historian, despite yeah. only barely obtaining an undergrad degree. So, like, my, you're uh, not... Yeah, my first girlfriend uh, got an art history degree from Texas State, and I, as last I heard, she is now going back to become a teacher because... Uh, the art history degree. Well, I used to do a joke about it. I'm like, yeah, she got that. You know, if she ever gets a job at that, uh, she could, basically she get a job at an art history factory if one of those ever opens <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I hope you're doing good out there, Lindsay. If you, I, I'm sure you listen, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she has an art history degree and like not like she barely got it. Her grades are really bad, which we talked about in the last episode. But also, having a BA in something doesn't make you a that thing. Yeah. Like. I have a BA in religious studies. I would never call myself a religious scholar or a theologian or something. Like, I have an undergrad degree. Like, yeah, man, don't let me get a BA in shit because I will definitely call myself that thing. <laughs> 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 don't let me get one toe in the door on that on those titles. I will take advantage <laughs> of that shit. <laughs> so she tries to pass off this art history degree as, like, that she's a scholar. She, she posts a lot of like copy and paste from Wikipedia about random European art uh, that she posts yeah. on, on her Instagram feed. Uh, <laughs> but now she's decided she's a painter. And um, she also brings up when, cause she's going to sell her paintings. And, and when people ask about that, she said that, you know, she's studied for years about color theory and stuff like that. And that's why she can charge so much, which is absurd because first of all, you don't study that in art history, but second of all, you learn that in like sixth grade. So yeah, 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 yeah. The color wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's dumb. So, uh, How much is she charging? Like, I, I don't forget. We'll get into that. Like what, what what's, what's oh, the average Callaway run you? Yeah. So, uh, the average Callaway has the price has, uh, believe it or not increased over time. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> But her, yeah, I really wish I could have got it on this early. I should have bought one back in June. Probably worth a little more right? money by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so her initial sort of artwork back in June were uh, these sort of abstract watercolors, just these like watercolor backgrounds. And then they had boobs drawn on them. 
That was it. <laughs> that was the entire thing. Okay, so thing. she has a voice, is what you're yeah. saying. Like, <laughs> just a strong aesthetic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it boobs like? Is it boobs like? Like, like detailed boobs, or is it boobs like? Hey, I I drew like I took a marker and drew boobs on this poster. Literally, like, literally two curved lines and two dots. Oh yeah, like a W with two periods. Exactly, oh, just, exactly. Yeah, very basic level introductory boobs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very very basic. Uh, just some you know tiny pert, perky, uh, <laughs> curved lines. Of yeah, because she doesn't have the, the the guts to draw some saggers on there. Right? Exactly right. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> Show us a real representation of two dimensional <laughs> line boobs, okay? <laughs> so uh, she is selling them for. Do you want to guess? Yeah, um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so it's. Um, I'm gonna say. Eight hundred dollars. Okay, you overshot it, but I appreciate you. Uh, okay. Eighty dollars. Oh, eighty. Okay. All right. I. I I'm. Th- were, were they were they prints or like original pieces? Original pieces. Original pieces. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Never mind. Uh, I I apologize, Miss Calloway. Why do I, that's the second time I've called her Miss Calloway, and I sound like her stupid British boyfriend. <laughs> She's infected me. I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, it starts at eighty dollars, which is like it's it's a lot, but it's also like you do have a lot of followers, and uh, they're dumb, and you've demonstrated that they they will pay a lot of money for dumb things. Yeah. So sure. So uh, the probably the most irritating thing to me in this whole thing is that she calls them tite paintings. T i t t a y s. That's what she calls them. <laughs> I'm not going to say it again because saying it hurts my heart and brain. Yeah. Uh, but that's what she's calling them. Oh, but yeah, like I, I, that sounds like a, like a, some kid I knew in eighth grade, like uh, titties. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and I'm done too, guys. I won't say it either. That was <laughs> I had to get it out once. It's bad. So um, she's selling them on her Instagram stories. Like she's just posting one and then saying, you know, yeah. like $80 US, $100 international. I like, love that she's acting like she has the wherewithal to make a trip to the post office. Uh, yeah, that's we will learn. She does not. <laughs> um, yeah. So a bunch of people buy them. She's coordinating it on her Instagram stories. A bunch of people who buy them end up not receiving them. Um, oh. She uh, she's posting them for sale and like a lot of them are have like wrinkles or stains. It seems like she might be posting repeats, meaning she's selling the same painting multiple times. It's sort of unclear. But what we do know is a bunch of people didn't get them. Um, yeah, well, it, I mean, well, those those wrinkles, those stains, you know what that is? It's authenticity. Exactly. That yeah, is, yeah. That's how you know you're getting a Caroline Calloway original. Yeah, you know you get a Caroline Calloway because it looks like it was folded up and stuck in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, she she then moves out of her her uh, boob watercolor phase into a new period and a new medium, which is collage. So she starts collaging. Yeah, paint's expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Okay, so this is the thing. Um, her collages are uh, literally another artist's art. So um, if you Pat, if you want to Google real quick, uh, the yes. piece that she is she is ripping off is "Blue Nude" by Matisse, which is okay. you'll you'll know it when you see it. It's a pretty famous collage work. It's a uh, it's like an abstract uh, blue figure. Okay, uh, um, I already had Caroline Calloway pulled up, so and I put in blue nude next to it, and it showed me hers. I'm gonna look up the original. <laughs> yeah, and you see how much better the original is than hers, because hers are really bad, which we will. Okay, um, I got something real weird when I put in blue nude. I, I don't <laughs> think has 
anything to do with what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> gonna hang out on this page for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, Blue nude. Yeah, I, I literally just got a bunch of furry porn. I don't know. Really? <laughs> I don't know furry porn, but it's like it's it's blue nude people. I feel so. like your algorithm is. <laughs> type in Matisse blue nude. Matisse blue nude. Okay. M a t i s e. M a t i s s e. I feel like you're you just fucked up your algorithm by looking at too much garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No. Uh. Let's see the blue. Is it, it's a it's a blue background, yellow stars. No. No. What, is, what website are you on? I'm on Google. Just if you go to Google Matisse Blue Nude, it's the first result. Matisse Blue. Okay, I put Blue Nude Matisse. <laughs> Let's okay. Here we go. We're leaving uh, all this in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I need to be exposed. <laughs> Matisse Blue Nude. It's like a white background with a blue figure. Is it, okay, is the blue figure of like a woman and like uh and like she's uh, has her hand behind her head? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw that one in the first go around too, but yeah, there was <laughs> there was some okay. other shit. Okay. All right, okay. All right. Well, yeah, okay, so, so I'm here. She is doing cutouts of this painting. So she's just cutting out the an outline of the Matisse blue nude in one type of paper and then glue sticking it onto another type of paper. That is her art. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, Blue Nude is a, a, a very famous painting. Um, people recognize it. Uh, yeah. But when she starts posting the, these works, she doesn't even attribute it uh, to Matisse. So, when people start messaging her and going, hey, uh, this is a Matisse. Like, why are you doing this? She says, quote, I thought you guys would recognize a Matisse. I was wrong. So, she's basically saying, I thought you guys were smart enough to just know I was ripping someone off. <laughs> Like again, putting the onus on her followers and not yeah, on yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, Her followers are the just a, the most abused group of people. I think that, they like, really are. They're in such a a, a horrible, destructive relationship. With yeah, this it's woman. manipulative, abusive, uh, mentally, physically, know, physically <laughs> mentally and emotionally. No, I'd say a physically abusive one too, because I'm sure they've 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 ripped their hair out in frustration a couple times. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's really mean to the, her followers. She like, really is. Uh, so these Matisse cutouts, um, despite also, again, like you're talking about this is supposed to be art. Uh, well, first of all, she she keeps calling it original art. And yeah. then when people are like, that's not original, she writes this. Uh, Guys, I meant original in the sense that these are the first Matisse nudes with stars and that they are handmade. <laughs> <laughs> this is another good part. I could have been more precise with my language, but I wasn't. It was 3 a.m. and I've had a rough couple of days. <laughs> of what? Like, yeah. like, of what, ma'am? And also, like, why does having a rough couple of days mean that you are suddenly calling your ripoffs original? Like, that's just yeah, not a yeah. good. That's... Again, like, I was very low energy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had too, I had too low of an energy to come up with my own art or to even uh, properly bullshit you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's man. That's that's. That's insane. But again, it, it, it like it, it's it, like the 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 balls on this person to just do this, and and then still, but still somehow maintain a, a following. I don't know. I, it, there, there's there's not. I want to say there's anything about it that's impressive, but not on her part. But just the the, it's impressive that I could get this far. I guess right. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's no, wild. like her level of sort of confidence in this is is perversely impressive. 
yeah, as I said, she's she's workshopping the wrong things. It's not your creativity right. that, that makes you that makes you stand out. Because let's be honest, it's not there. It is your just ability to deflect any criticism or personal responsibility or just anything like that. That is what you need to be marketing girl. Right. I mean, that's sort of my main takeaway, like sort of my wrap up at the end. One of the things I wanted to say was that, that like, it's really a shame because this person probably could have made it pretty far in another field because she, she clearly has talents. It's just that her talents are not what they want, what she wants them to be. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, so she starts selling these Matisse's, which again, like, She's doing it with glue, like Elmer's glue, like glue sticks. These are not going to hold up. They're Elmer's yeah. glue on construction paper. They're they're arts and crafts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, man. She's selling these for even more money. So she's selling these for up to $250, some of these. Um, and, and she And she's moving some units. It's unclear. It is okay. unclear if anyone's buying these. Uh, but her justification for charging that much for some of them is that they're bigger. And, quote, this paper could have been used to make four other ones. Which is not how art works. That's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Very solid point. Not how art works. Also, it's so funny that she has, um, like the, her own art, like broken into de- de- denominations. She's just like, look, you got one of the big ones, which, by the way, is four smaller ones. Which right. like, that's she has this whole currency system in that's her head. Totally how creativity works and yeah. how being moved by art works is. Look, you, you no, you're want... in a factory producing fucking Matisse yeah. nudes. Do you do you want one big joke or four little jokes? Okay, that, 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 that's that's what you get. Come on. Exactly. So yeah, she she's like she does a bunch of other insane stuff. Uh, she steals a fig tree off the street and puts it in her apartment, and it dies. And all her followers are like, "Your fig tree's dying. Put it outside." And she's like, "I knew it would die. That's part of life." And it's like. That's a living thing, and you're killing yeah, that, that, it. That like, tree, yeah, man, that that is the same again. That same behavior, like I knew it was gonna die. That's part of life. I could imagine Casey Anthony saying that, you know, right? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like that 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 like, again. It was a woman stealing a fig tree off of the streets, but again, like like it, same thing. If that personality trait was present in somewhere else under some other different circumstances, that could be a very tragic story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so. And this sort of brings us up to what was current uh, last month when we did our um, part one episode, which is the reason people started sort of paying attention to her again was that uh, she started writing these posts about how there was going to be a big tell-all article coming out about her, uh, written by her her old friend. Um, so she, she starts posting about this before it comes out, and it really sends her into a spiral. And uh, it's... She starts because she likes to post these like fast motion videos of her um, making her Matisse paintings, yeah. which, by the way, you know, she had the, a name for the boob ones. She calls these ones BBs, BB, like baby. That's what she calls these. So, again, just the most annoying thing possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's what like what's the most shallow, vapid thing I can call? Art, which is supposed to, you know, be have some depth to it. I mean, yeah, right. we call this 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 stupid word. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she likes to post these fast motion videos. So she posts a video of her making one while like sobbing, like, <laughs> which is, she's insane. Like she's yeah. a crazy person. <laughs> I mean, also, like, like how 
how long can you really cry? <laughs> like, that's just... Oh my God. Yeah. So she, uh, Actually, so I'm she sure starts... she has a world record for how long one person can cry, but she's like, if Oh, how long can, can I cry? It, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she, she talks about, um, how Natalie is going to write this article about her. And she's like, it's going to be, she's, she basically does like this sort of polar kind of rapid cycling thing, which I, I think is really just a hallmark of, of uh, a manipulative narcissistic person where like she's constantly talking about how she still loves Natalie and you know, she, she can never forgive herself for hurting her. And the article is going to be true. Like everything in the article will be true. But then she's also blaming her Adderall addiction for uh, all of the, the, her behavior toward Natalie. And she's like, you know, it's a shame that like Natalie couldn't deal with addicted me because now she doesn't get to know the like recovered woman I've become like basically putting it on Natalie. She starts posting all of these pictures of Natalie where like, they're really unflattering of her and really flattering to Caroline. Oh, like, that's so tight. She's just like, here's my best friend, Natalie, right here. Her and all of her chins and her stupid makeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, pictured next to me, as you will see here, in a stylish uh, dress. With <laughs> They seriously, they're so bad. A lot of them are still up. Yeah, and it's like Natalie mid-blink and like Caroline yeah. just looking right here. <laughs> you yeah. fucking bitch. Yeah, yo, if you and your, your homegirl are taking pictures and you're like, Oh my god, delete that one. Make sure they deleted it because like, it's wow. probably it's probably in a file marked evidence, and they're just gonna <laughs> drop it on you when they need to. If you're friends with people like this, then like yeah, because holy moly. Yeah. So so she yeah she blames her addiction. Uh, she sort of she starts sort of breadcrumbing things she thinks will be in the article, and it's clearly to try to do damage control and to try to get out in front of it. Yeah. Um, uh, she said her management team asked her to ignore the article, but she this is, quote, the first time she's disobeyed them, which, okay. by the way, in the wake of all of this event planning stuff, she got a manager like she can only fail upwards. Yeah, yeah, man, that you you, you want to talk about the hallmarks of privilege right there. Yeah. And also, it, it feels like maybe she didn't get the best manager because. Like, like, so she got the manager in the wake of, of the 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 workshop fallout. Yeah. OK, so like. I just feel like there's 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 missteps that a manager should have stepped in and been like, hey, don't do this, don't do this, and it's like the first time they've ever told her anything constructive. <laughs> I mean, I think the manager is probably a vulture, you know, who's just like oh, trying to leech course. off this yeah. woman's insanity. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, Natalie, it, like in the first draft of this post about it, Caroline said that uh, they were going to send her a cease and desist for slander, but then Caroline takes that out. Because, like, it really doesn't go with her, I love Natalie, everything's going to be true, blah, blah, blah. You can't also yeah. say, yeah, yeah. slander. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all going to be true, 100%. It's also slanderous and just and toxic. But, yeah. but I guess if anybody could say both of those things in the same sentence, it's going to be her. So. so, like, she, for, like, a week, she's just posting sort of rapid cycling about this article. Before it even came out, she's, like, just going insane. And uh, it's... It, it, as a rubbernecker, it's like pretty funny. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's just—it's just so transparent how like emotionally manipulative she is being, and uh, everybody's like, "Oh my god, this article must be crazy!" <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I this is a part I really like. Um, so she, she, uh, 
posts this picture of her, Natalie, where like, again, Natalie just looks way worse than her. And uh, she says, haters and trolls, do you want to hear about the time six years before this photo was taken when I visited Natalie's apartment in Gowanus and said, how can you live like this? Because I was a spoiled (laughs) brat. I never visited her again and no amount of public support today will ever change that. So she's basically trying to like dash herself on the rocks, you know, like get penance for all this horrible stuff. Yeah. yeah. And also fucking funny that she went to an apartment in Gowanus and was like, ew. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll never forgive myself for turning up my nose at her squalor that she lived in. Right. Gowanus is like a perfectly nice neighborhood in Brooklyn. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's, It's very funny to me. Um, I wonder if at any point yeah. in her in her um, in her innocent sounding Natalie slander, if she ever was just like, "Here's my friend Fatally," and then came back and was like, "I'm sorry, I spelled that Fatally. It should have been Natalie." And just like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. And then so like she's going back and forth. Like she then there's a post that's like, "I'm relieved that Natalie broke the trust between us, so I didn't have to make that choice someday." Basically being like, "I'm gonna like." And that's a threat to me. Like, that's like, I'm going to spill all of Natalie's dirt now because. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I'm so relieved. Like, you broke our trust. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, so the article comes out and it's as someone who has been following Caroline Calloway for a while, the reception to it was pretty interesting to me. So did you read it, Pat? Uh, this is the, the cut piece? Yeah. I did not. I wanted to keep my brain fresh. Sure. That's what I'll so, say. <laughs> So, like, it certainly suffers from the fact that Natalie is also not the most reliable narrator. Um, Because, like, again, no offense, but, like, people who are buying into this bullshit are not, like, I I don't think they're people who really value realism. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that they're super objective because they want their lives to be, like, this fairy tale, you know? Because that's, like, Caroline's whole thing. Yeah. So... The story about Natalie is basically that Natalie and Caroline met in um, an NYU writing class when Caroline was at NYU, which we talked about a little bit in the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about sort of recontextualizes stuff in the first episode. So like we talked about how she went to NYU for three years and then didn't finish and she the she never talks about it. And it's presumably because she doesn't think it's like prestigious enough. So in the article, Natalie says that Caroline said she couldn't bear to go through life with an NYU alumni email address, sort of confirming (laughs) that she thought this was beneath her. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I would be, I mean, I I would be very impressed. I I don't know. They went to NYU or that's just, that's that's hilarious to me that she thought that was a, a point of shame. It's also insane that she thinks people use their college alumni email addresses. That's also insane. Yeah, right. I don't know yeah, anybody right. does that. <laughs> yeah. I would be mortified if I had to go through life wearing my high school letterman jacket. It's like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to do that. <laughs> like, no, people in real life don't give a shit about this. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just can't get over this whole, like, college thing. That's, like, the only thing she – she has, like, really not developed past that point. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's a very interesting observation because it's, like – it, it's almost like that was where like, the entire life that she's creating for herself and cultivating for herself centers around that stage in your life. And now that she's well past it and it, it, like she's still focusing on it, it just kind of shows you where her like like where her, her development stopped. Yeah. Yeah. At that exactly. Age. Yeah. So um, the, the basic gist of the article is that they met. Natalie sort of thought Caroline was like a, an interesting character, because, again, I think both the thing that makes. Natalie, the thing that Natalie and Caroline have in common is that they both treat everybody in their life like 
characters in their own story. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So like a lot of people read the article and came up, came out of it with an unfavorable view of Natalie. And as someone who's been following Caroline for a while, that was sort of surprising to me. But also, I think a lot of the things that people don't like about Natalie are things that Caroline shares, which is that like that constant need to frame everything as like a young adult novel that you are the protagonist of. Yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, you can only imagine. I mean, it's not like. Like I would be kind of surprised if I met if I met one of Caroline Calloway's friends and they just so happened to be a well-adjusted, perfectly normal person. Right. You, I, yeah, like, I think there was like a very specific mix of uh, problems that brought these two people together into a very toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's why again, like some people, it really resonated with some people this article because like at its heart, it was about a toxic friendship, which I think a lot of people have dealt with. So basically, what happens is they meet. Natalie is sort of entertained by Caroline. She finds her very charming. Um, there's a lot, there's sort of an underlying theme of like Natalie feels very um, inferior to Caroline when it comes to men and attractiveness. And okay. Um, okay. like that sort of plays into this resentment that Natalie has for Caroline. Um, and that sort of is exacerbated when Natalie becomes kind of a ghostwriter for Caroline. So yeah. at, at first, Natalie is is helping her edit uh, and writing some of her Instagram captions. And then when Caroline eventually gets the book deal, uh, Natalie is officially cut in as a ghostwriter. So like so she did, has. So, so did Natalie get some some bread off of all that? Like, did she, she get money? It's unclear. So Caroline okay. says she was paid. Um yeah. Well, you know, I guess so. So, so if Caroline said she was, I'm gonna say no. No, no. <laughs> well, like it was in the contract, and there was a book yeah. advance. So I'm assuming she got some money, but obviously not as much money as she would have gotten if Caroline had been able to finish the book. Well, for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah. So, like, Natalie ends up sort of being the author of this image of this woman who she also resents very strongly. Oh man, that's that's a dynamic right there. Yeah, yeah. So, like. I, I don't know. I understand why people come out of this thinking Natalie was kind of like naive and, and ungrateful and, and sort of like painting herself as a victim because she's constantly framing in this article this idea that everything good happens to Caroline because she's hotter than me and everything bad happens to me because I'm not as attractive as her. And she has some kind of charm that I don't have. And yeah. like that is a very unhealthy, resentful, non-self-reflective way to look at this relationship. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, that, that man, that's um, I, I'm trying to think for like context. I'm trying to think if I've like, yeah, I, I, that's yeah, man, that, that that is that is crazy. And then like to have like, especially now that the story's broke, the the way it has, like <laughs> I don't know if that's if it's done anything to anything but reinforce. That that those viewpoints yeah. with, with Natalie, like I'm sure I can't imagine that she's, um, you know, worked through this. And yeah, it's a, it's a very toxic, uh, a toxic way to look at a relationship with somebody. Yeah, and so like I, I'm just sort of saying all of that to then also say that like the way that Caroline treats her in this essay is like unbelievably awful. Uh, and and yeah, like she she just completely looks down on uh, Natalie's apartment. Uh, Natalie is constantly interjecting with all of the day jobs she has to get to support herself, which again is like, yeah, it's a little oh poor me, but it is also like very instructive when you're contrasting it with this woman who never has to work. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so it, like it kind of makes sense. But yeah, Caroline is just like awful to her. Um, 
very sort of manipulative of this kind of admiration that Natalie has for her. And, uh, you know, this sort of like Caroline is so like needs to be the center of the universe. And for Natalie, Caroline was the center of the universe. So like she really took advantage of that in a lot of ways. Um, then like it gets to the point where they get this book deal and Cara- I Caroline gets mad about this, but I think it actually helps contextualize what happened in a way that makes her seem less bad, which is that she was really, really addicted to Adderall. Yeah. Um, and like, she wasn't able to work because she was just out of her mind on Adderall. Like there's a scene in the, in the article where Natalie talks about coming to visit Caroline at Cambridge to try to get her to write. Cause she, she won't do it. Yeah. And she gets to her room and Caroline has ripped up all the carpet in her room because she wants hardwood floors, but you, that's not how hardwood floors work. Then you just get splinters when you walk across your. Unfinished yeah. 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 It's not treated or finished. Oh yeah. God. And it's like a dorm and yeah, like, yeah. Oh man. It's like, just somebody just, tweaking their ass off bloody feet walking around it just yeah man that's oh god it's tweaker behavior like it's completely anybody who's ever been around somebody with a stimulant problem can recognize that for what it is you know yeah yeah and like granted it's the white collar version of it because you're ripping up carpet in your cambridge apartment on adderall but like it's the same shit that's going yeah yeah you just yeah you you move a few you move a few uh uh nouns around and switch some things out It's, it's it's the same problem like exactly yeah so like Nat and I think Natalie does a very fair job of talking about how like Caroline won't do this because fundamentally I've done a lot of her work for her anyway, but she also yeah. has this drug problem. And uh and her life in Cambridge is not as it seems because she's just like she doesn't have any friends and she's just like tweaking in her dorm. Uh and it's real sad. And uh yeah, so like Caroline gets upset about that, but like, I think it explains what happened. So Natalie basically just goes on to say like, she, she didn't write the book and, uh, she ended up like kind of abandoning her. They went, went, they went to Amsterdam and, and Caroline like fell asleep and she got locked out of the apartment and like just stuff like that, which like, granted that story doesn't seem that bad to me. And it's presented like it's really bad, which makes me think Natalie is probably holding back some details. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Caroline acknowledges that Natalie held a lot back. So, like, there's there's more yeah. here than, than meets the eye even. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's basically just, like, Caroline is a mess and a liar and uh, a, an abusive friend. Um, the one other detail I want to talk about from the story that I think you will find funny is um, there's... Natalie talks about the first time she realizes that Caroline is not completely truthful with her. Yeah. And that moment is when uh, Natalie. So Caroline has always been obsessed with like prestige, like even before she went to NYU and was applying to Cambridge, she wanted to go to Yale. She like loved Yale. Yeah. And she had like a box of Yale memorabilia, even after not getting into Yale, which is yeah, psychotic. A Yale fangirl. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I used to work with the, with a dude um, is older guy. Cool as hell. Uh, I've mentioned about the podcast before in the in the Mike McCray episode. He's the, the the dude I worked with would always tell me about the the the, the rock shows he used to go watch. Anyways, he thought he was going to get into A and M when he was a teenager, mm-hmm. and he went and got a tattoo of the oh, Texas A and M logo. Yeah, and then he didn't get in, and he still oh. has the tattoo, and he still loves the school and reps it. But like, I found out that he never went, and I felt oh, really bad for him. That's yeah. really grim. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so Nat- Caroline is like that about Yale. So Natalie, for her uh, birthday, gets her these like Yale commemorative uh, plates. Um, these <laughs> you know, like decorative Yale, Yale. plates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Caroline, according to Natalie, loves these so much that she bursts into tears. Uh, she's so thrilled with, with this present. And, you know, Natalie is so honored that she that she got Caroline something that meant so much to her. She was sort of surprised, you know. Um, but then later, uh, the Yale plates disappear and Caroline says that they were stolen. Um, however, nothing else is stolen. She says <laughs> that the Yale plates and a ring, one of her rings was stolen. But then a few weeks later, Natalie notices Caroline wearing that ring again. Oh, and girl, you got to get that backstory straight. Yeah, and, then, and she just never brings it up, but she's like, oh, Caroline is a fabulist. You know, she's she's making stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, do, do you one think, of the you... big things about the article is people are like, where are the Yale plates? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder, did you, like, just going from, from my experience in life, do you think she pawned them? I don't know. I really don't know. It. I at this time, I feel like she had money, so I don't know why she would have pawned them. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. might have just thrown them away or something. Like, who knows? Yeah. Oh man. So yes, yeah, so that, that that would be like. So taking if that's what happened. Okay, she just threw them away. That would mean that like the plates didn't mean anything to her, and yeah. she fabricated that that response yeah. to, to Natalie to ingratiate herself to her and, and to buy some, uh, some, some well-being, so to speak on the cheap, you know, like, like yeah. Oh, now I got, now I got this. We have this moment, you know, that, that, that has strengthened our friendship. Mm-hmm. And as a result of our friendship being stronger, I can maybe lean in a little harder on her for things or, you know, it's, yeah. it's more, it becomes more of a resource to her. And she was able to achieve that by faking this emotional response for the Yale plates. And then they meant actually so little to her. She just mm-hmm. fucking chucked them. Exactly. Man, yeah. That's wild. It's crazy. And I don't know if this is, I, I, have, I think a lot of this is unconscious on Caroline's part. I think she probably doesn't realize how manipulative she is of people. Uh, oh, I, um, I, I don't think a lot of people who are manipulative do realize it. Right. You know? Which, like, I feel like it, it took me a long time to realize, like, just because it's not willful doesn't mean that it's acceptable. Of course, and, of course. you know, you don't, like, even if they don't mean it, it's still not okay to treat people that way. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know if Caroline was using these Yale plates as a litmus test, but, like, it certainly works as one that... You know, you you push it with this person. You see, like, what, are they going to say something about this? They don't. Then you yeah. know, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I have enough credibility with this person that I can lie to them. Yep. Oh man, dude, that's that's, that's like they say that. Um, what's that? Uh, they call it the Benjamin. There's a thing of the Benjamin Franklin effect where, uh, if Benjamin Franklin uh, needed somebody to like him or needed somebody to be on his side, he would uh, ask a favor of them, and he would he they, he famously like debted rivalries and beefs with other people by like just asking them to do him a favor mm-hmm. and it's a psychological trick because it's like yeah i wouldn't do something for this person if i didn't like them yeah you know what I'm saying? so like one of them was he had a famous rivalry with a guy and he called the guy or you know, wrote a letter to him or whatever it was like hey i'm doing some research and i need a book that i've heard you had in your library can i borrow it please mm. and he let him borrow the book and he just kept it on his desk for two weeks and then just gave it back to him like thank yeah. you so much and the guy was like oh yeah yeah cool and like the fact like why would i help this person out or do something for them you know it, it, it's it's a manipulative behavior. I mean, now Franklin did it on purpose, but like, and I also can see... like another thing like that is, um, like, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that's like a bad thing at all. I think that's very smart, but like people can use that to bad ends in the sense of, of uh, a lot of people will do that with 
with uh, like money where it's like I'll, you loan me a small amount of money. I'll pay back the small amount of money. Then when I need a bigger amount of money, yep. I'll take it from you and I won't pay you back. Yeah. Yeah. It's to Mayor Smith. It was in the last episode. Exactly. We did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like a super common thing. So, yep. yeah. So that's like the article. There's like follow up from the article. Opinion seems divided on uh on on who's to blame some people think that i i think how you read that article is really uh a uh, sort of a lip uh rorschach test for like what person you are more like um yeah, yeah. are you a caroline or or, or a natalie <laughs> exactly or like have you been like which side of this relation of this toxic relationship have you been on because yeah. like natalie is certainly also a toxic friend so if you recognize natalie's behavior as toxic then maybe you are more of a Caroline and someone like Natalie has sort of leached off you. And yeah. if you recognize Caroline's behavior as more uh, a, a problematic and abusive, maybe you have been uh, mistreated by someone who used their sort of charm and self-centeredness uh, against you. You know, I think yep. both readings of it are pretty valid. I certainly, I, I certainly can recognize strains of this in relationships I've had. And I've certainly in my life been both people. Um, but not obviously not to that extent, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I think I'm definitely more Natalie than Caroline because I see Caroline's behavior as so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can see my, myself in a lot of that. I like, I'm a pretty friendly and outgoing person and I have a, a bad habit of, I was a bad habit, but like I have been in, my, I've been in friendships before where it's very obvious that the person is way better friends with me than I am with them. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I was younger, I just would kind of like, I would I would lean into it and just fake the funk and be like, yeah, I just so much like you as well. And as I've gotten older, I've I've learned that that's that's not good for me to do. That's toxic. That's right. you know hurtful to that person. And at one point, I, and if I keep that up, I'm gonna let them down at some point. And so I've gotten better at just not letting it happen. Yeah. But just because like, yeah, I've, I've been there before where a person is like, you know willing to do something for me or, or like I, I, you know, I have a problem and they just like offer, you know, whether it be money or services or assistance or even a ride or something. And I, and I knew in my heart of hearts, like, oh man, I would never have done this for this person and they're doing it for me. And I, as I matured, I was like, yeah, you can't let that pop up because they're going right. to expect things out of you in return. And so, yeah, yeah. But it, 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 and I it's had not to learn fair that. to keep using this person's sort of generosity uh, to your advantage when you have no, um, not only are you not going to return this favor, but you also do not have like a reciprocal emotional investment in this relationship. And that's yeah, not fair. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And I, I, when I was, I, I was younger, I, I avoided rectifying that. Not, not out of like convenience. Like it's like, Oh, I can keep this going. It was really more out of like awkwardness or being like, shit, how right. do I, how do I let this person know that I'm not as good of friends with them as they are with me. Right. And, you and know, unfortunately, it, it, a lot of times the answer to that is you turn down their offers to help you. Like, yeah, yeah, exa- that's exactly. That's like the exactly. non-mean way to disinvest is like, yep. I don't want you doing me favors. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. also, but again, like also people like Caroline, I think will use favors to try to ingratiate people who they know kind of don't feel that way about them to kind of trap them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it works both ways, but yeah, it's certainly, I mean, we're, we're both charming and, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to speak out of school, Pat, but we're both charmers. We yeah, both don't yeah, yeah. talk like yeah, we yeah. can, we can sort of attract people in that way. And, uh, if you're like a charming person, it can be tempting or easy to use that to your advantage in a way that is maybe not the most ethical, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, man, 
I remember like just being younger, just as simple like I one of the things I remember being at house parties when I was a kid where I knew nobody, mm-hmm. and especially I moved to Connecticut. I I I had my cousins that I knew, but I met I met friends through work and comedy. I found myself in a lot of places where I knew no one. Yeah, and uh, like like you know whether it be for the night or even just for you know a few weeks or whatever. But I, I would I I learned how to like be at a party and just like you know, find the person that I wanted to find, strike up the conversation, and then like, oh, this is the person that lives here. And it's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, can I get a beer? Like, I get this. And like, right. now you're in, and this person loves you, and you're 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 spinning fun tales and telling good jokes, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, will you, will you be the best man at my wedding? You know, like, and you just, <laughs> you just get in with these people. Yeah, and, then, and like, the, and again, like, that's not a bad thing. Like, it's not bad to go to a party and, like, charm your way into a free beer. Like, that's, yeah. that's what... That's what I hope there's nothing wrong with it, girl. So I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's, man, I, but I, I had to, yeah, I, it, like with maturity, you start to learn like, okay, that's, that's opened up the doors for a lot of problems. I remember times where like, you know, I've done that and I've like struck up that really intense friendship with somebody for one night and then like now they're hitting me up like hey man you want to come over and do this or hey you want to go do this and I'm like oh no no not at all do I want to do that with you and then you got to start turning them down now you feel bad and yeah it's yeah. it's got a blowback but if you're a person who is disconnected from any sort of like you know reality or uh or you know responsibility or whatever like a Caroline it, it, sure. it, it doesn't matter to you like you, you right. don't care if you view all of your relationships as currency and like opportunities then you're going to take advantage of people yeah exactly yeah yeah you're and, not going to learn she, that lesson and like due to her sort of position in the world that she's a an attractive uh white woman from means yeah. uh it's very easy for her to do that and to continue yep. to do that so yeah, so um, she – this is sort of the epilogue. We'll kind of end here because this happened the other day. So that picture of the two girls that were hanging out at her house with her. Um, yes. So those girls are – I should stop calling them girls. They're like in their – they're like our age. They're women. But okay. they're all women. Caroline does that too. She calls herself a girl. She's 27. She's a woman. Um, yeah, I, I'm starting to hear like uh, through just like – I'm starting to hear people talk about uh, – I'll, I'll hear like uh, – uh, Basically, like I'll see like uh, women on Twitter talking about the, the term "girls" and the term "women" and people who self-identify as, "Oh, I'm just a girl," and they're like in their 30s. I'm starting to see the the public blowback to that, and right. it, it is interesting because it's something I never even considered. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I don't run around calling myself a boy. That's for damn sure. So, right. I mean, I have. I don't think it's like an offensive term. I don't think it's like bad to call people girls. But when I'm basically when I'm I'm about to talk trash about all these people, so I want to acknowledge the fact that they are adults, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. These aren't these aren't misguided children exactly exactly so um yeah like so those women they run a podcast called red scare and uh they are i guess the best way to describe them is that they're sort of like internet leftist mean girls like yes i i okay now i'm starting to know that i i've had uh i've Stumbled upon them before my internetings. Okay, continue. Yeah, they, well, like, I, I want to sort of choose my words carefully because, like, I don't really like talking about them because they've, like, gone after me before and I just... I That's where I was exposed to them, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I just... I, I, I think it's, like, really boring and I don't give a shit about, like, podcast drama. I just want to make the things that I make and have yeah. people like them. But, unfortunately, the Red Scare people have injected themselves into this story, so I kind of have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, um, hey. But yeah, so uh, they they run this podcast and it's basically like they're they're just like mean fashion people who sort of nominally care about 
leftist issues, but also say stuff like climate change is bourgeoisie and the Me Too movement is neoliberal and like stuff like that that doesn't really make sense. And yeah, <laughs> they're, they just like they love Camille Paglia, like whatever. It's yeah, for that. You so, know, what's crazy is how we talked about how how. Up until now, Caroline Calloway's personality has been um, confined to the harmless world of Instagram. Uh, it sounds like if they unleash her into the world of far left politics in the climate of 2019, <laughs> th- we, we, that might actually be a problem. <laughs> it, it could potentially be bad, but it actually. Yeah. So what? I have mixed feelings about what happens. So they they talk about her on their podcast. And, you know, their whole their whole shtick is that they're like bitchy fashion people. So like they're just talking about how she's too fat to be an influencer and stuff, which is like which is horrible, but is also like their entire thing. So like, of yeah, course, yeah, that's yeah. what they do. So like people tell Caroline about this. She gets wind of it because she's like obsessively reading all the sort of press about her. Yeah. And... Hi, Caroline. Sorry? <laughs> I said, hi, Caroline. Yeah, I hi, just... Caroline. <laughs> so, um. The, the she kind of gets wind of it and she invites the Red Scare girls over to her apartment for dinner and everybody who like knows who these two groups of people are are like this is like an yeah. unholy union. Like yeah. this is so bad. <laughs> I love that they nagged. Car- I don't. I don't think Caroline Calloway just through her, her, you know, uh, her privilege and just her insulation from the real world has ever been nagged. Yeah. It sounds like it, it, like as shitty as a tactic as that is. It looks like it definitely worked. Like, yeah. oh, she's too fat to be an influencer. Twenty four hours later, she's cooking you dinner. Like, what That's the hell? Like, <laughs> she, she, no one is like more set up to be bullied by the type of people that are bullied. Her in this yeah, story. yeah, and it just seems she like she never, she never, for them. yeah. And as of till late, I feel like she's been lucky that she's yeah. never crossed paths with one of them. And like the minute they, that she did, she like immediately fell hook, line, and sinker for it, like completely. And like I think, I think they are in some ways like what she thinks she is because they're like yeah. media New York cool girls who like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. are very hip and a size zero and chain smoke and don't believe in anything <laughs> like that kind of like. Like, I think she kind of wants to be one of those people. So, like, she is perfectly set up to be bullied by them. Uh, So... Also, like, I tweeted this, and uh, this is the most I'll talk about, but, like, I just, I was, like, I have a lot more empathy for her now that we share the experience of being called fat on Red Scare and then having one of the Red Scare people tell you you're pretty to your face, which is what happened <laughs> yeah. to me. So, I was like, Caroline, like, I'm with you there. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. We, we share an experience. Because apparently, yeah, yeah, Caroline was like, well, she took it back. She called me fat, but then she took it back, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like, that's just so funny. Like, she called you fat. Then took it back, but like, did you lose weight in those two or three days? No, right. you didn't. So obviously, she either didn't mean it or she didn't mean it that she took it back. Like one right, of the two. Right, right. I, I to be fair, I had the reverse situation where I was called pretty first, and then months later was called fat. So you know, I might have gained terrible. weight in that time. Who knows? <laughs> well, no, you've been you've been on a downward trajectory. So that that's was true. Just, that's true. <laughs> that was just them being awful. Um, but yeah, so so they go over to her house, and then they convince her, or she convinces them. It's sort of unclear. Uh, they have a live show the next night and she's going to come on and be a guest and give like the real story about Natalie or whatever. Um, And I think like my guess is that the Red Scare people didn't like always knew this was going to be a train wreck and thought this person was a train wreck and were kind of making fun of her, but probably didn't want to humiliate her. Like probably thought she was an entertaining sort of kook, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think, basically what I'm saying is, like, I don't think they necessarily set her up to have what happened happen. Because, like, basically she got, have you ever seen the movie Carrie? Yes. She got carried. Like, she got, like, 
she basically got pig's blood dumped on her on stage. Like it was bad. Oh, it was really bad. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she they... goes on their show and she like gets booed and people ask her questions and she just rambles and doesn't answer them. She seems very drunk. At some point during this recording or this show, uh, someone in the audience reveals that Natalie has sold the movie rights to her article to Ryan Murphy for a million dollars, which I don't know if that's true, but apparently Caroline like almost started crying on stage. Like when that <laughs> happened, like it sounded really fucked up. Oh man. Cause Caroline's like, well, that's my story. And it's like, Hey Caroline, you don't have sole custody of your memories, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. So, like, again, like, I, I don't really like the Red Scare people, but I, it's unclear how much they set her up. And, like, it seems like she mostly did this to herself and they were just sort of mortified onlookers that they let this person be on their show. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, just the unholy union of, of <laughs> all of the worst white women oh, in New York. Man. As much as, like, Caroline has not left a positive impact on me as to who she is as a person – I kind of feel bad. I just want to be like, like she's walking into that that place, like Caroline, don't go in there. Like that's yeah. not gonna. Well, the thing is too, like we also didn't cover the fact that while all this was happening, her dad died. Yeah, see, that's what I had. I had saw that, uh, like literally, like like the like after I learned, like not who she was, but after like we did our episode, then her dad had passed away. And yeah. then she did that weird topless photo, which I just thought was that that was bizarre. Was yeah. Like... yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, I get you know everybody mourns in their own way. Um, I lost my dad. I didn't take very many naked photos. I mean, like, <laughs> but that's yeah, man. That's so yeah. That's like, wild, man. It sucks. I do feel bad, and I, so I don't feel that bad for her because like she is the one who wanted all this attention, and like she's yeah. the one who wanted to go on stage and like be an <sighs> idiot. But like she's talking about at this red scare thing that like she's going to her dad's funeral the next day. Like she is just not processing any of this stuff, and it's really sad. And like I, she is clearly like needs to log off, but will probably never will. And uh, yeah. I. Now, oh, but the other thing about her like failing upward through all of this is, um, she's now repped by UTA, which is like a really good agency, yeah. like an agency that Pat or I would like kill to be repped <laughs> yeah, by. Like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. repped by them now. So, man, what, it, like, what what are they gonna market? I, you know, what I'm saying like that's like like and that's one of those things. It's it's like they're they're like obviously get in there secure secure the the client, but then like what are you gonna bring her out on the road to do? Like she. Is she gonna learn to dance or some shit? Across yeah, yeah, the country, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the meltdown tour, the meltdown 2020 tour, that is bring her around and just have her just lose her shit on stage. And I guess so. Yeah, man. I, you can just go to open mic and see that. You don't have to go pay 165. dollars <laughs> Right. Man. Yeah. Damn. If you if you want to see someone living off their parents' money have a meltdown, go to an open mic. You'll yeah. see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, holy shit! That's uh, so that, that that that's that that brings us up to 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 today. We're at that point zero. That brings us up then. to today. Yeah, the the Red Scare show was on Friday, and it's Monday today. So that's that's pretty recent. I think she said she's in LA taking meetings today. So wow. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Caroline Calloway. Um, she's still chugging along, still Instagramming. I feel like I kind of checked out after her dad died because it was just sad, and and I yeah. I genuinely feel really bad for her that she has to deal with that. Yeah, uh, no, well, I, this I, other I, stuff I, is going on. Yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I, I mean, I, 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 I did not lose my dad at the center of a of a media firestorm or anything like that. But I mean, I, I've been there, and it's, uh, it's rough. And probably the worst thing you can do, in retrospect, um, is to f- 
throw yourself into something else and think that that is mourning. Uh, and so, like, I can imagine her making the mistake over the next few months of of diving headfirst into, you know, her burgeoning uh, media career slash uh, sideshow that's going on right now <laughs> and, and think that that's growth and that that is mourning her dad. I, I dove right into my dad's probate case. Like when, mm-hmm. like, and, and was like, oh, this is, you know, this is mourning is taking the girl that said that he was married to my dad to court. That's what mourning is. Yeah. And then a year later, the case wrapped up, and I was like, oh, I am a wreck. <laughs> like I'm actually an emotional yeah. mess, and never took the time to, to deal at, with it. At least you threw yourself into something that had to be done and was productive. Like she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not even really doing that. Like because she keeps saying she's like, don't tell me how to grieve. Don't tell me how to grieve. Which is like fair, but also you're putting on this weird public display of grief that it seems yeah. very unhealthy. Yeah, and, and someone who's you know, uh, if uh, you uh, were privately dealing with stuff like that'd be one thing, but like I, I don't think posting nudes on Instagram is in any posting nudes on Instagram and reading all the negative press about you like that yeah. can't be healthy. That can't nah, be the can't, right yeah, way yeah, to no. deal with your dad's death. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, damn Caroline. Well. Um, wow, man. Uh, so, uh, uh, worth it, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, look, she's repped at UTA and I'm not, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess to- 100% totally worth it across the board. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if you're going to get into, if you're going to pursue this breed of scam, just make sure you have, um, uh, privilege, I guess would be the first thing you need. Yeah. And, uh, just a complete delusional uh and and uh, a complete delusional world outlook where you never take responsibility for anything that's going to help you along this journey so i think so yeah be a pretty white woman with money and uh, yeah you'll be yeah. all right <laughs> man that's wild well damn cat thank you for thanks for that that was this concludes that was, our saga this concludes yeah the caroline callaway saga we will uh I, I'm I'm gonna safely say here the story is still unfolding, and you can imagine I have tons of updates coming in the future. <laughs> there may we may have to you know have an update in a year or so. We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the gonna... that's the Caroline Calloway story. Now you yeah. know who she is. Hey guys, Kath again. Thanks so much for listening and subscribing. Um, check out Pat on Twitter, P E E Z Y T X. I'm Kath Barbadoro on Twitter. I'm doing a tour of Texas and Oklahoma with Street Fight Radio coming up in mid-October. We'll spare you the rest of the plugs. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, don't get caught. Bye, guys.